Hey, girlfriends, welcome to Married and Having Fun. I'm Kathy. I'm 46. I have four children and have been married for 25 years. Woo! I'm Jacynthia, 34, married for six years with three awesome little kiddos. We've been friends for 11 years. On this show, we're talking all things marriage and everything in between. If you know what I mean. Pull up a chair, sit back and relax. This is Married and Having Fun. Well, we are back. I am missing my co-host today, Kathy, um, but I have an absolute fabulous guest here that I just met on the new Clubhouse app and um, hearing just a portion of her story and connecting with her, I was like, more women need to hear the story. It's a story of healing and restoration and renewal. And I want to welcome Melissa Luby to the podcast today. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And Clubhouse is such a great opportunity to meet new people across this the the world really actually I know <laughs> it connects so many people I know that you would never connect with so I'm just excited um to get to know you more and um to be part of your podcast today oh well thank you so much for coming and I know you have your own podcast please share with us the name of that yes my podcast is may you break the silence mm. And the reason I, um, I started the podcast is I wanted to tell the healing stories of women who had gone um, through sexual abuse, human trafficking, mm-hmm. and just really um, be a light to other people, to other survivors, and to know that restoration is possible and that God redeems us and that uh, we can heal our wounds from, from experiencing that kind of trauma. Yeah, well, if that gives anyone any notions of what we're going to be talking about today, um, I do feel like this is a topic that a lot of women, um, they experience, they go through. I've experienced it myself, just being taken advantage of um, in sexual ways. And so often we sweep it under the rug. We act like, you know, it's okay, that we're okay. But it's been my experience that Um, when you do that, it shows up in the most unexpected ways. And sometimes you cannot even control how it's going to show up or how that hurt will manifest itself if you don't take care of it. So Melissa, I would love for you to just share a piece of your story with our listeners today. And um, we're just going to have a conversation and dive in. My mom had me when she was 16 years old, Mm -hmm. and um, she ended up placing me in a foster home family that she had found. So they were already like a foster care family, but I actually went under the radar into this foster care family, and my mom um, would pay each month for them to take care of me, and then she would watch me during the summer. Well, I ended up being abused as a little girl from like the age... um, two to like five, six years old. Um, and then my mother took me back and, um, 
And she just wasn't emotionally capable of really loving me because she didn't love herself. And so there was always like this distance between mom and I, and I just felt it even as a little girl. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she ended up placing me in another place. And that was just kind of my childhood experience. Um, I lived out of a luggage and I didn't know where I was going to be for the next few months. You know, mom would take me back when she felt she had the time and she had made enough money during the year and then she would place me again. And so I ended up being sexually abused through different homes, through Mm. different people. And then at 15 years old, I just got really tired of people um, controlling me. And there was, to, to back up just a little bit, like at 12, I started rebelling and doing drugs mm-hmm. because mom wasn't emotionally providing for me and I kept getting um, abused. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to get like an outlet. Mm-hmm. And so drugs gave me the outlet to be able to escape my reality, mm-hmm. basically. You know, it became a friend almost to me because that was the way that I could just tune out Mm -hmm. and check out for a little while but I was really young (laughs) so so it ended up being really horrible experiences where I would hang out with people and you know they were much older than me they would take advantage of me and and so mom started really losing control because I wasn't like obedient anymore Mm -hmm. I wasn't listening to her I, I didn't I didn't feel like I guess like subconsciously, it's just, you're not taking care of me. So why am I going to give you the respect and the honor that you're requiring Mm -hmm. of me? And just to listen and shut my mouth, if you're not investing and depositing in me that love, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't just withdraw from someone when you haven't deposited in them. Yeah. Um, And so she started putting me through the system this time, but it was like uh, social services. So Mm -hmm. I ended up going to like um, group homes and juvie and psychiatric hospitals. And I mean, just like all the different um, facilities. And it, it, that's where I met um, even more so got into the gang and got into like the street kind of mentality because I was surrounded with other kids that were coming from broken homes too. And so Mm -hmm. together it just, it's like this melting pot of disaster, you know, because like they, you just share your, I don't know, you share different methods of like messing up the system, you know, going against the system. And, and, um, so I just ended up really, um, going further and further into drugs and partying and, and by 15, I'm like already going to the bars and, you know, I'm 15, but I don't really look 15. Um, maybe I did, I don't know, (laughs) but I just didn't feel, I didn't connect with kids my age anymore Mm -hmm. because I had gone, I had so much life experience. I, I just, couldn't connect and I dropped out of school and um and so I met this friend that lived um really close to me at this point my mom had sent me to my aunt in another um my mom was so I'm Canadian so my mom had sent me back to Canada because she was living in the United States and she sent me with an aunt that didn't have children and just kind of gave her some money each month to take care of me but at this point I'm 15 and it's like I you know I'm I'm gonna do what I want to do and so she becomes more of a friend than a parental person for me um and we were really poor 
and I remember I just had that taste of like partying and I wanted to shop and I wanted to feel pretty and get my hair done and do all the stuff that, you know, a 15 year old would want to do. And I couldn't cause I didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking for a job. I didn't really have much of experience, but I get denied like everywhere. And so one day, um, I go to the corner store with one of my friends who had a similar background. Like she had been sexually abused by her stepdad and her mom would like call her a whore and like that she was asking for it. You know, it's just like such brokenness Mm -hmm. and we just really connected. Um, and so we went to the corner store and I'm looking through jobs and I see an ad for like escort service and it's, you know, it says, oh, no, no experience required. You have to have like a great personality. You can make a lot of money. And I'm like, I'm like identifying with this ad, but I didn't know what escort service meant. Like uh-huh. I had no idea. And so my friend and I are, um, you know, we're like, oh, we're going to call this place. And so the corner store lady, which knew me, because that's where I bought like my cigarettes and my candy, because I still loved candy at like, <laughs> you know, you go to the corner store, you buy some like, uh, yeah. And so she's like, oh, May, you don't really want to do that. Do you know what that is? And I was like, no. So she explains a little bit. And so my friend and I walked out of there and we were just giggling and we called the place. It didn't even like dawn on us that this would be terrible because we're we're already being sexually, we're, we're hypersexual. Our identity is all in our sexuality and how we mm-hmm. can please men. Cause that's how we have been brought up, mm-hmm. you know, is we've been groomed not only by people that cared for us, but also by pop culture Yeah, that just gives you a terrible message of what femininity is, you know, and, yeah. and, and your identity and and your beauty, it's all like exterior beauty and to be sexy. And, and so we called that number and, um, within two hours without an ID, without, you know, any background or anything, um, a driver came and picked us up at the corner of our street. And we were in that day, like, I didn't even have to There was no, like, thinking about it. There was nothing. Like, someone just comes up, they pick you up, and then all of a sudden, I'm working at an escort agency. Wow. Um, I want to take take a pause there um, because a few things that, as you're telling your story, um, a few things that just stood out to me is just... um, A lot of women that I work with... um, through the healing process and through different things within, um, marriage or life. Um, the spirit of rejection is very, um, adamant. And sometimes I don't even think that we realize that the spirit of rejection can come upon us at such a young age and we just carry it with us and it forms everything that we do, everything that we believe. And so, um, as you were speaking, my heart was just so tender, you know, as you were talking about your mother and, um, obviously she was struggling. She, she was a child when she had you as was my mother, but, um, it's, you look back on that situation and, you know, bird's eye view, it's like, well, she was doing the best that she could, but it was also rejection to you. And that's, really what you received and you picked up. And so it kind of shifted the trajectory of your life. Um, and so anyway, 
I, I just wanted to. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, when I, I became a Christian, like years later, after just praying for my mom and the relationship was always really difficult, mm-hmm. even as an adult. Um, and I just remember like praying for her so much and just her wanting her to, to know Jesus. And I um, was blessed to be able to bring my mom to Jesus and she gave her life to him with me and my husband about 10 years ago in our dining room table and I'm so thankful for that that day um and the Lord had really showed me her pain Mm. and then I understood that I had the love of the Lord and that I needed to be a bridge to her to know Jesus, to know that love and that whatever she said, I wasn't going to take it to heart anymore. Mm. I was going to be like a Teflon pan, you know, Mm. where it just slides off because I knew that it wasn't, she didn't have the love of Jesus. And I wanted that desperately for her. And I was willing to be a bridge, not a doormat, right? (laughs) Not Not for her to step on me and do whatever she wanted with me, but really just to be a light for her. And I'm so thankful for that because my mom took her life away Mm. about seven years ago. Mm. And the Lord had showed me an image of my mom going to heaven, um, to finding peace at her bedside. So Mm. the image was like, I was holding her hand and she was really old and she was saying, having peace with the Lord and going to heaven. And I remember being upset with God when he showed me that because it was broken dreams for me. Mm-hmm. I wanted mom to understand the love of God before she passed away. She was only 47. So mm-hmm. like the image was like her whole life being, you know, in pain. And I didn't want that for her. And I was upset with God. And two years after he showed me the same image and I knew it was the Lord. And I felt, I literally fell to my knees and I started crying and all week that the Lord was like, you need to call your mother, call your mother. And I did. And I thank God so much for that because I, those were the two last conversations I had with my mom. Wow. That's and, so cool. um, I'm just grateful, you know, because nothing separates us from the love of God. And a lot of people can believe that like suicide is a sin and, and it separates you, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, she loved the Lord. She was just tired of suffering. She had so much suffering in her heart and in her soul and, and um, so much lost. She had lost so much in her life. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry we got into that. I just <laughs> feel like that was such an important um, testimony for it people is. who might have a difficult time, you know, with their mom or, or their parents and to know how to navigate that is really difficult, but you can, you yeah. can. Yes. Um, and I do, uh, even some of my previous, some of the previous guests that have come on our show, I, I am really learning that you know, healing and deliverance and really taking on the identity of Christ, it looks different for everyone. And, you know, yes, we accept Jesus as our savior, but then there becomes an element of you have to learn how to walk with him and receive everything that he has for you. And sometimes as Christians, we never get to that point, but when we do, and we can get there different avenues, when we do get there, it is a beautiful thing. It had been two hours, they Someone picks you up on the corner, you and your friend, you're in this, and and then tell us. Yeah, and it's, um, I, 
I think that the Lord is doing something right now, even in our conversation, because I was going to talk about the rejection piece. So I met the escort agency and my friend and I are like on a couch and they're, you know, we're waiting for the first client. They just said, okay, the first client is coming up the elevator. And we're like, you know, we're just sitting there nervous. I mean, excited too. not, it's like when you come, when you count on adrenaline to keep your life going, because Mm -hmm. that's all, you know, It's like a, a drug in its own, you it know, really so it's is. like that adrenaline rush of like a new experience. Oh my gosh, we're doing this. Like, oh, we're going to make money. We're mm-hmm. like, your mind is just kind of like spinning of yeah. all these ideals. And so, um, so we're sitting there the first client comes and he looks at me, he looks at her and he chooses my friend. And I went, I remember going to the bathroom and I was so sad because mm-hmm. he didn't choose me. I wasn't pretty enough. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I just remember feeling so like rejected and you know, I just had such low confidence in in my childhood. Um I felt so ugly and belittled and insignificant, unworthy, just garbage. Mm. I mean, I just didn't and I was always bullied. Like I had been bullied in school. Friends made fun of me all the time. Um, yeah, and my mom was a dancer. She was a stripper. So in my eyes, she was so gorgeous. And every time she had friends over, they were all, like, super gorgeous. And mm. there I was just, you know, not feeling well about myself. I also had a, a deformity mm. in my jaw. Mm. And so my jaw was super crooked. And I remember, like, it was hard because I just, I stuttered and you know, the mental part of that piece was so difficult. And, um, my mom used to make fun of me about it. So it was just like the combination of like my whole childhood. And, um, yeah, so yeah, definitely the, the rejection is like, but now I know today, like it's the enemy, even as much as my deformity, Mm -hmm. I feel like the enemy never wanted me to talk. Mm. He never, he, I don't, think the enemy knows how he knows that we're all God's children. We all have mm-hmm. great purpose, right? So yeah. whatever he can do to destroy that is what he does. Oh yeah. And um even in the womb, like yes. things that can is, happen and that be is intercepted. The major place where rejection can take place yes. is in the womb. Yes. And I don't yes. even think we realize that just <laughs> You know, you're carrying a baby and you're like, I don't want this baby. Or, you know, you feel like you can't take care of the baby and you speak things like rejection can happen in the womb. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel the Holy Spirit right now because it's just so, so true. And it's so important to pray over your baby. You know, and that's like, that's the blessing and the anointing that we have to be able to pray our children into the world and and for that seed to grow in the Lord and give that foundation. Mm. I didn't have that foundation, but I thank God every day that I get to give my children that foundation today yeah. and that I, I, I got to know the Lord. Yeah. So I got to know the Lord when I became pregnant with my oldest daughter, um, and it changed my life. You know, I, I come from a, um, unreached people group, mm-hmm. like the province of Quebec is identified as an unreached people group. So I never had the chance to hear the gospel, 
as a child, I never got to go to church. You don't hear about Jesus, like never. Wow. And uh, when I moved to America, that was some of the first times that I had heard the gospel and it was really special and it resonated with me. And I remember sitting in church and I'm thinking I gave my life to Jesus. Like, I think after going to church like twice, because I'm like, I have, I feel hopeless. I have someone who loves me. I am now waiting on a child. I'm 19, but I'm just so broken. Mm. And if there's any hope that this is true, then I'm willing Mm. to give my life to Jesus Mm. and the chance to have restoration and redemption and just for life to be better. So let's fast forward a little bit. You meet your husband, um, as a teen, right. And you get married and then, um, walk us, you accept Jesus as you're pregnant and, um, just walk us through what that healing process looked like from living in a life in a, a position of rejection and, and all of that. The healing process, my healing process took honestly over a decade because it's a journey. Mm. It's not a destination. It really is a journey with the Lord. And it's little by little as you accept some of the changes and surrendering to God. Like I surrender, I'm at a point in my life where I surrender weekly things Mm. to the Lord because it's that exchange (laughs) at the foot of the cross. Mm It's the exchange of your burdens, you know, for his love and his purpose and his will for your life. And so the healing is just, it's been a process and um, just hearing the word, having good friends, experiencing life with Jesus really made that difference because he's living, he lives in us, you know, and it's like that living word. I um I did attend a church for 10 years mm-hmm. who had really good like foundational family models which was really needed in our lives just my husband and I come from um two different families that were very broken mm. and so we are the first generation strong Christians who believe in in like going to church and doing the works of the Lord and, you know, just like prayer and blessing people. And, um, my husband's family kind of grew up with like, God's mad at you all the time and you're a sinner and you need Mm. to repent. And yes, you know, we need to do all that, but God's love is so much bigger than that side of his anger. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like he, Jesus died for us to have that revelation of God, the father's love. So that church was really significant because we didn't have a family template, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, there was nothing in our brains that really knew what a healthy Christian family looked like. And so this church really helped to identify that for us to model, Mm -hmm. you know, what what a family um, that love each other and that that um, pursue the Lord, because. There's one thing of wanting change. You can want it, but if you don't have the how to do it, you just can kind of be stuck in that cycle. Uh You know, so for the first 10 years, it was just like um, really focused on the kids and and um, it was almost too focused on the kids. Uh (laughs) You know, we kind of like lost each other a little bit, actually a lot in that process, but we loved on our kids like 
like we felt it was right and we felt that um, we really needed to make it right for them. And, um, and then we fell out of that church and it really hurt. But I think when you grow with God, all the churches are his stepping stone and you can learn so much, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you outgrow a place. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the best way. There was no like sourness or anything. It was just like, okay, we've outgrown this place. We need to seek something deeper. Mm -hmm. And so we started um, searching for that and we found another church who was really Holy Spirit led, you Mm -hmm. know, more than like the model of like, this is how you do family. This is how you do business. This is how you get organized. This is how you like get into this routine. Mm -hmm. And so we stepped out and really started seeking the Holy Spirit, which brought such a difference um, in our marriage. And and then also um, learning boundaries. You know, I mm-hmm. wish we would have learned boundaries way back when. Yeah. <laughs> because that will save you so much. Like learning your boundaries is a game changer in the marriage realm. It really is. And so there's a beautiful book, um, Boundaries by Henry Cloud. Mm-hmm. That's a Christian-based book and I mean he has sold millions of books because it's it's very easy um and that really helped our marriage and learning boundaries to navigate his family navigate my family you know our honor and respect to each other and understanding each other's process even though we think completely different Mm -hmm. um you know, men are different than women. Like our brains are wired different. And when you don't understand that you can get offended all the time, like easily offended, (laughs) you know? Um, yeah, we, we, we went and saw a therapist and helped us also along that journey. And, and I think really surrendering to God, some of those big hurts, Yes. I had a lot of accumulated hurt from mm-hmm. the relationship because I would just kind of like, I'd get hurt and then I would be quiet. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to speak out and, and um, protect myself and, mm-hmm. and or even had the confidence to say, hey, I don't like this. Please don't do that anymore. I just yeah. kind of allowed like hurt and pain because I didn't have the boundaries and I was very codependent. Mm. So I just was a people pleaser from ever since I was a little girl because I wanted to please mom and to please the adults so that around me so that they would love me and take care of me. And so I just really walked into that, like being dependent on somebody else. Uh Um, So taking that and being dependent on the Lord and, and being responsible, you know, for myself and forgiving myself too. um, It's a miracle that my husband and I are still together. It really is. The Lord is so good and he's helped us walk through um, that pain, like more my side, you know, cause I, I endured a lot of pain, but he didn't know that he was causing me pain because I couldn't speak out. I, I never really, um, you know, told him those deep feelings cause I didn't know how, and I didn't know that it, there were things that I needed to establish within myself to take that confidence back, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I can totally understand that. I, I was, um, at that place within my marriage where I just didn't know how to communicate um, that I was hurt or even sometimes I, I wouldn't even know how to say where it came from because I didn't know um, because you you numb your pain so much. So how long have you guys been married? We've been married 18 years. Wow. So beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. I definitely think that when you come to a place of understanding and marriage and respecting each other and being able to see each other and 
it's just such a deep bond. It, it really, it grounds me to really have joy to be able to experience or have like a glimpse on earth the the father's love a, a representation yeah. of that when you really get to that point and and honestly I feel like for women a lot of the times we can get to, we get to that point where we feel really seen and and loved for who we are and it, it's just a beautiful thing to be there within marriage um so uh I'm glad that you and your husband have walked that journey and you've been together for 18 years. You've seen so much. Yeah. Um, and we have and so, much. so many people, I feel like give up before, before it's time. I know. Because it really takes a long time to, um, to really like go through that process of togetherness, you mm-hmm. know, and you have to experience separateness before the together togetherness and that's yeah. what um my husband and I realized is that we were kind of meshed and we counted on each other mm-hmm. for our happiness and it was the opposite you yes. know we you <laughs> need to be able to love yourself separately and feel whole without mm-hmm. that other person and right. so we actually had to experience separateness being married mm-hmm. And he um, even went to, like, we moved out into separate rooms and just really started, like, focusing on ourselves yeah. of, to break that mesh of, like, always togetherness and depending on each other. Mm-hmm. And it really helped our marriage, you know, then after we were able to come together and have the healthy boundaries that we needed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can love the Lord. Those things don't just happen. Like, you have to work towards them and ask him, um, ask the Lord, seek him what are things that you need um, to pursue in your marriage to bring that wholeness, the yeah. righteousness and, and that love that God, you know, wants to show us in our marriage and to ourselves. It's definitely, um, it, it was a long process and we're still processing things. Like, I don't think you ever really get to a point where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm completely healed forever. Like <sighs> life happens yes. and it's difficult oh. and things can be difficult to navigate and, you know, until we walk out of this earth into heaven, that's when we're complete. Yes. That's when, the, you know, we're whole and healed forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Like, this is not a promise here on earth to, I don't think we really ever get to that point because we are, you know, we are bones and flesh. Like, mm-hmm. that, that that's a heavenly promise. Yeah, <laughs> it know. is. And, and, you know, the word of God said, you know, that he will perfect us until the day of Jesus Christ. And so. Yes. It is. Yes. So it is it's a, journey. a journey. You're walking with yeah. the Lord. And it is, it's a beautiful journey of revelation. I, I'm in the midst of it and each day mm-hmm. is better and sweeter. And, you know, it's just like, I want to go out and share this with everyone. It, I mean, it's life transforming. Um, yeah. So I'm, so I'm really excited to share with um, my ladies community on Facebook, your um, healing journal. And so tell us, um, I know that you are an artist and just kind of tell us how that came about. Well, I I am just so excited. Um, I always wanted to journal. And I think a lot of people relate, like you just buy this new journal and you're all excited and you know you start writing in it and then a couple weeks later you don't write in it anymore and it's like I I could never get myself to really complete a journal and so then I would buy another one I'm like oh this one you know (laughs) 
And it was like just line, just to, you know, just to write down every day or every few days what the Lord is doing or, you know, your thoughts and things. And some people do really well in that. And I just am, you know, happy for them. And I wanted that. And so this process just came when I bought a journal, a blank, like art journal. Mm -hmm. And I started worshiping God through um, scripture and drawings, and it just came out. And I was like, oh, this is so great. I would love to share Mm -hmm. this with people like me, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's called, my first one that I wrote is called A Creative Healing Journal, Seeds of Greatness. And basically, it's an inner healing um, journey with the Holy Spirit. And it's very simple and you um, just connect with God in a different way. And so one of the examples is God gave you seeds of greatness, name your seeds. And Mm. so you just sit there and you talk to God and you name the seeds that he gave you in your mother's womb. Wow. Um, Yeah. And so, and so you want to do it with gel pens, like, or colored pencils, Um, and and one of the pages is you're going to plant your seeds and you create a garden. And, you know, I don't, I I really don't explain how to do it. I just Uh feel like people have so much in them that needs to be out. Yeah. And so that's what I do. Um, and part of that, um, you know, I, I actually worked for a nonprofit organization for three years, helping women get out of trafficking situations. And I really loved my job because I I love depositing in people just wisdom and things that I've learned. You know, Uh I feel like I've gone through a lot and it's, it's not for me to just keep it. Uh I want to share and I want to help other people know the Lord. And so I always thought like, how can I help someone know the Lord without me being there, Mm -hmm. without being present. Mm. And this is what I did. Like I was able to create this journal for people to go on a journey with the Holy Spirit and really see what God has put in them and to extract those things and, and, um, and to get revelation from him. And I've gotten such great feedback from this journal. People are hearing from the Lord and that was my heart's desire. And it's actually available for free. I really felt like my first one, the Lord, I just want to resource the kingdom. And so it's available on my website at maylisaluby.com. I'm definitely going to put yes. the link to your journal um, in the show okay. notes. Um, you know, what would be just a, a quick, small piece of advice that you would give to a woman who, you know, she has been hurt from her past for whatever different reason, um, by men, by family, by anyone, um, I think as women, we just sacrifice and give so much. A lot of times everything almost feels like, you know, in order to receive, we got to give something up. And so what would you, and that can be hurtful sometimes. So what would you just say to the woman that's hurting and kind of, you know, on the edge and hoping for something different? Allow yourself to feel those emotions Mm. because when we suppress it, we just add on to the mess and we add on to the pain and we can do that a whole lifetime. Yeah. So just have a good support system. You know, if you don't, then, um, you can pray for that. Like allow yourself to feel the pain so that you can release it to the Lord and the Lord can handle it. I mean, I've been angry with God and I've been in a stage where I'm angry with God and I tell him and he can handle it. Like he's okay with us being mad or sad or, you know, um, all those feelings. He gave us feelings to be able to process. 
My co-host so I, Kathy says that all the time. She's like, God can handle it. Like I, I just pour out my feelings and yes, yeah, yeah, he can handle it. Yeah, he can, you know, and um, so just find your quiet space. I mean, raising kids can be so chaotic and, you know, you don't feel like you have any time time I mean the bathroom has been a great place for me <laughs> yeah. I mean honestly the you shower know, has been awesome the, for me <laughs> right and I love to take baths so that's been awesome for me sometimes I just go in there lock the door and I just get on my knees and and just love the Lord and just give him those feelings and um Canada was awesome because I had heated floors <laughs> so, like in the winter time when I went to my bathroom, it was like super warm because the floors were heated. Uh-huh. So that was really special. But, um, you know, just take that time with the Lord because no one can sit at the feet at the foot of the cross for you. Like no one can sit at the feet of Jesus for you. Mm. They can give you advice. They can pray for you. But you have to do that. And yeah. just... Um, you know, just surrender those things to him. And it doesn't mean it's going to go away right away. Mm-hmm. You know, God, God has his timing, but just expecting him to deliver these things to you, you know, your heart's desire and, and, and to bring what God does is he takes our sorrow and our pain and he turns it into joy. Yes. And so when we surrender that it happens and it might not happen right away, but if you keep doing that, I mean, uh, I've seen it in a couple days in my life or even the next day or that night I get a text or, you know, God answers us. Like yes. he's not going to leave us in that state when we come and we sit with him. He loves us. He's our father. He, you know, when you, when your child comes and they're crying, you comfort them. God com- comforts. He really does. And so that, that would be the biggest takeaway. I think for, if you feel hopeless and you feel like so many things have happened and you don't know where to turn, Turn to your father, turn to God. He's, he's going to deposit in you some revelation and some joy and, and some comfort and peace, all of his fruit. Yeah. So good. Into your soul. So, so good. Will you share with us uh, your favorite scripture that has led you? Yes. Um, So my favorite scripture is in Romans 12, two. Mm-hmm. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm. And I love that scripture because I've had to redo um, my memories in my brain of childhood. So I've, I've actually gone through like the movie of my childhood and replaced some of the memories with uh, memories that I want to remember. It's not that I forget, but Uh like when I'm five years old, instead of being abused, which is what the enemy would remind me my whole life so that I would be like rejected and I have those feelings. Today, when I talk about that little five-year-old, I'm playing in the woods, I'm gardening because I loved, I lived in nature. We went to like maple syrup farms and I remember collecting all the maple sap you know, so I've replaced those memories with um, time that I that that I feel free and God's brought a lot of freedom. And I, I had to pray for those memories to come back because I didn't have a lot of good memories. Mm-hmm. But now when I talk about those times, there's, you know, that's why I I can freely I freely talk about them because I you know, I'm not, I'm not in pain. I'm, I'm, I'm really free. And so renewing my mind wasn't just in the daily thing. I had to renew it in the past too. Wow. So good. So good. Um, will you pray for our listeners today? 
Yes, of course. God, we just thank you for who you are, Lord, that you love us so much, that you have so much for us, Lord. And I just thank you for today. I thank you for um, the work that you do in us, that you promise to finish the work that you have begun in us. And so I pray that over each listener, that they would have hope. They would have renewed visions and dreams and hope of what you have for them, because you have great plans for them, plans to give them hope in a future. God, we just thank you for protecting our hearts and our souls and for bringing us closer and closer to you as we listen to your words, as we um, just pray with you walk towards you, God, that you never turn your back on us. It is us that walks away at times, Lord, but you're always there reaching your hand from heaven to earth to walk us through, Lord, our journey on this earth. And I just thank you. I thank you for that. And um, bless this day and bless every viewer that's listening. I pray that they would um, renew their minds into what you have for them, God. And I pray for every person who has been sexually abused, God, that you would um, take that pain and that you would give them just a vision or um, a purpose that your will is going to be done and that you are going to transform that story into a beautiful painting of grace and glory, God, because we go from glory to glory in you, Lord. And there's nothing too much for you. We, we we could never be so far lost or so far in our pain that you can't reach out and just take us out of it. Or just like when Peter walked out of the boat, you were just right there. When he started sinking, you just reached out your hand. So for anybody who feels like they're sinking right now, God, you are reaching out your hand and you are lifting them up with you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you that you're glory is just so magnificent and you love us you love us so much god so may we have that revelation amen amen hey everyone thanks for joining us if you liked today's episode hit the like and subscribe button you can find us on instagram at married and having fun we'll be sharing cute photos of our husbands and all the things about marriage till next time keep having fun